Howdy, we're finally back. Hello, listeners. We accidentally took a vacation in July, which is fine. We usually take July off, so. Yeah. But don't worry, we're back. Yeah. We're back and we're here to talk about The Vampire Diaries and pick our next movie review, which we've already decided on, meant to get to it sooner. Yes. But we are going to be reviewing the Fear Street trilogy. And how would you like to do it, Stormy? I think we should do it. Hmm. We can either do it in order of release or, or chronological by year. Hmm. Well, I meant for us, like episode release. Do you want um, to do single episodes for each movie or? Yeah. You know what? Let's yeah. do that. I, okay. I think we should. I think that's fair to each <laughs> movie. And I think we should do it in release order. So part one. Agreed. Oh, two. okay. I see. If it yeah. says part one, then yeah. yeah I think we should <laughs> Just that in would, case, <laughs> that'd be logical. <laughs> yeah, in case there's like any um, mysteries that unravel throughout the movies. Mm, yes, you're absolutely right. But I'm excited because I believe these are the first major slashers that have been released in a while since Halloween Kills got pushed back to this year. Yeah, I would agree, and I feel like this is um, Halloween Kills. You know, it's part of this you know long-standing, you know, ser- you know. What am I trying to say? Not not series. Series, but, um, a franchise. Yeah, the franchise. And this is kind of, is this like an original thing? This is kind of It new. is based on R.L. Stein's more mature mm. books. Like you have Goosebumps and then you have Fear Street, which is what you would read when you oh. feel like you got too old for Goosebumps. That's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited to see what this stuff has in store. I love me a good slasher and I, know, I think I'm ready. Yeah. For- it's feeling like autumn and we're really close to Halloween despite so the fact that it's yeah so close despite the fact that right now it's August but like ah uh, it's just I'm, getting on the cusp of fall <laughs> I know I'm ready to enter into September me too like, yep me too August is just such a shit month like can we skip into September yeah it's half summer half fall so like it, I get confused and it's just like a filler month mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but Fear Street, 1994, after a series of brutal slayings, a teen and her friends take on an evil force that's plagued their notorious town for centuries. Welcome to Shadyside. Whoa, there's a neighborhood called Shadyside in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Ooh, maybe it's like up there. Uh, maybe it's like a super, I'd say it's like pretty hip these days. It's kind of come up a little bit. Um, Gentrified, you mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're new. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm excited. I, these movies are rated R. I thought that they were rated PG-13, which Ooh. I've opened up to PG-13 rated horror movies because it feels like we're at a point in their existence where they're actually written to be PG-13. They're not yeah. intended to be R, and then they're watered down, mm-hmm. and the story's yeah. not that great. And they're missing that gore element to like distract you from the not great story. Yeah, it works better when you already know what you want your rating to be. Yeah, when you're, when you're, you're actually writing and directing for your intended audience. Yeah, exactly. So excellent, rated R. That'll be fun. I wonder if it'll be filled yeah. with violence or gore or sex or swearing. So what will we have more of? We'll have to see. Ooh, swearing. Um, out of this trilogy, I have to say I'm most excited for part two, which is set in 1978, just because mm-hmm. I'm big into the 70s aesthetic right now. Not like 
I don't know. I feel like it's kind of trendy right now, but I've always been into the 70s aesthetic. No, it is trendy. It all every summer I feel like there's a different era that kind of comes back. And mm-hmm. so yeah, you see a lot of that 70s, you know, aesthetic and style. And also it's pretty cool because I feel like a lot of like slashers um try to focus a lot on being in the 80s. So if we take it a little bit back back to, you know, 1978, when Halloween was first released, mm-hmm. we're kind of getting that original vibe. So that sounds like a really cool installment, part two. There's just something about the 1970s that I don't think you can ever recapture with just clothing trends. Yeah. Just that vibe of freedom and mm-hmm. rock and roll. Like, so many cults started in the 1970s that you're just not seeing today. Mm-hmm. so many serial killers <laughs> yeah damn we're all those serial killers and cults to excite but, us <laughs> and you know beyond that yeah. like at 18 you could just like leave home and follow led zeppelin across the country and that was just a thing yeah and it was like affordable <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and then the 80s you know movies it's just like so in your face 80s so it's mm-hmm. kind of like a little bland but the 70s you're right it's very unique it's very different yeah so i'm excited to venture into this well are you excited for part three i know that that's a style that you can't compare with 1666 so how <laughs> when you think I'm of not the sure. 1600s what do you think because if um i feel like hopefully mm-hmm. 1978, 1994 slashers. I'm hoping that 1666 is a bit slashery, but also a little more haunted because you don't get a lot of slashers that are set in the 1600s. Yeah. Or like anything like before the 1990s. It's always like possessions. So I, which is weird because the first serial killer in America was um, H.G. H.H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes. The Triple H. In a... (laughs) The 1800s, so yeah, dude, it's an untapped potential. You know what? That is actually really cool, Sam. And you should probably tweet about that and say, like, "Hey, just saying that you know this era is untapped potential for H. H. Holmes, who was totally fucking insane yet mm-hmm. ingenious in the way he was able to kill so and many." And you know what? Instead of making another Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer movie. <sighs> Who oh, still have still have living relatives. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Why not tackle, you know, Jack the Ripper or H.H. H. Holmes? Yeah, and they, you know, there's supposed there was supposed to be before COVID happened a movie about H.H. H. Holmes. And I don't know what's happening with that, but it was going to be directed by Martin Scorsese with Leonardo DiCaprio starring as H.H. H. Holmes, mm. based on the I think I remember that now based on the Devil in the White City um, novel, which is like um, historical nonfiction book by Eric Larson. And it's like the best account of like H.H. H. Holmes when he like yeah. killed a, like a million fucking people at the Chicago World's Fair. Um, Actually, you know what? I think I had that on my reading list. You gotta read it, Sam. You'd really, you'd probably fly through it. It's really well-written um, for historical nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And it's so gripping because obviously the content is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had that on my reading list, but it was my Ooh. Libby reading list. So I didn't yeah. get to it fast enough. I love Libby. Um, but anyway, let's uh, 
break down the first half of season four of Vampire Diaries. Ooh, do let's, do we have the time? <laughs> uh, we what the fuck do is happening, Sam? <laughs> I don't like this version of Elena. She's very different compared to how she is with, and she's with Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like she's significantly more girly and clingy to Damon, whereas with Stefan they were like yeah. equals in their relationship. Yeah, I agree with Damon. She's just like, I love you, Damon. Like, I love you. Oh my god, like I'm not gonna stop loving you no matter what. Just I it doesn't matter if we're bonded. I love you. At the end of season three, Stefan was thrown over a cliff in a safe by um, that guy. By Silas, his doppelganger. Silas. Yes. Jeremy is getting bullied in school because <laughs> instead of homeschooling him like rational humans would, they forced him back into high school saying he faked his death. Yeah, and burnt his house down because he was like in a mood. Yeah. That, like you would have to really go in to get some type of evaluation at his age because he's yeah. young. And Bonnie is dead, but <laughs> lying about it. No. Yeah, she's but then like JK and Catherine's a human. Yeah. And Catherine's a human now. And I think that's the most important points I think we can discuss, but, and we are also in college now. Yeah. So they finally, finally got to college after four seasons, but I guess the four seasons took us through like their junior and senior years. Yeah. Two years of two years of high school. I don't know if this bothers you. I, did you live on campus or off campus when you went to college? Off campus. Oh, so you may not relate to this as hard. Like it doesn't bother you as much as it bothers me. Uh-huh. But in TV shows and movies, when they move into their college dorms, mm-hmm. they only have like two boxes of things. Yeah. Whereas in yeah. reality, you're basically- you have, like your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember when I was- um, getting ready to move in my freshman year of college my uncle came down and saw all the boxes and he was like you can't fit all this stuff in your dorm <laughs> and but I, I need like, all this yeah i mean it's boxes not all the boxes are gonna stay but the stuff is gonna stay and the stuff's gonna have the places you're basically moving into an apartment minus the furniture when you move into your college dorm so it bothers yeah. me when it's i guess for elena it makes sense because everybody in her life is dead but for Carolyn, yeah, mom wasn't like with her. And it's like, it's not just a drop your kid off to school with their two boxes of clothes. It's a big moment. It, it is. I didn't live on campus, but I did like welcome day almost every year. Yeah, we basically were welcome day. You have like the crew of people. They're literally a crew of people to help you with all of your luggage. It's not just boxes. It's like all your mm-hmm. luggage and like heavy stuff and like big bins for just one little person. <laughs> you know what I mean? In one little room, they're sharing it with somebody else or you have a single. And also I thought that their dorm room was like enormous. It was <laughs> like three people. Like I've never heard of that, but okay. There, there were quite a few three-person dorms at Radford, but and those dorms were only slightly bigger. Yeah. Um, but but I, I have like heard suite. of it. It's oh, it's a little okay. weird. And there, yeah, theirs is a suite, um, <laughs> which isn't. It's not as uncommon today as it probably was in two thousand six. Yeah. Because I know Radford has been renovating all of their dorms, and before oh. the renovation started, they were all. Um, like 
ensuite, you shared a bathroom with mm-hmm. the room next to you. Mm-hmm. But now most of the dorms that have been renovated are private suites. So you have a private nice. bathroom. That's oh, really so nice. cool. It's so <laughs> nice. That's what I had my second year. And I was like, this is amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. But yeah, so they're in college and they had a roommate for a second. She died. Of course she died because um, she, because she existed. And so if you exist in, you know, the Vampire Diaries, you will die <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. And um, I really like the joke that Caroline and Elena couldn't get into the party because <laughs> they weren't invited into the house. Yeah, it was funny. It, it was funny because they were just... Um, yeah just being awkward and then it's funny because like the the girl who died noticed their awkwardness and she's like okay I'm just gonna go hang bye and turns out that maybe this girl knew that they were vampires because when Caroline's a bitch and takes her water um it's (laughs) laced with it's laced with romaine yeah it turns out that uh one of the professors on the college campus works for this underground lab that conducts experiments on vampires and turns out that Damon was test subject 134 or whatever. I just made up that number. <laughs> yeah. And this is the first time we're ever hearing of him being locked up in a basement in the 1950s being experimented on. Yep. <laughs> and I guess that's what led to him shutting off his humanity to begin with. Yes, yes, we do um, learn all of this. And the secret society is called Augustine, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> and... um every i'm using air quotes here attractive like what science biology professor which i i do not think that that man is attractive man but maybe they did yeah um not every like biology college professor is like you know like that cool or like <laughs> purpose secret society like mm-hmm. that's not how it is and they can't they absolutely do not dance with students at that dances. is highly they inappropriate. They do not go to parties on campus. I was highly like shocked. Because <laughs> like, yeah, that's a huge no-no. It's not like high school prom where you're like a prom, like a whatever monitor person. This is yeah. like these people. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, highly inappropriate, like Sam said. And you're like, even with your graduate adjunct professors, Mm-hmm. The, they're graduate students so they have their own graduate parties they're throwing so no excuse yeah no excuse and um yeah so he thinks he's cool because he's doing these experimental things on vampires essentially the goal is to inject vampires with a serum or at least one vampire with a serum to make them crave vampire blood only so they essentially kill their own race so which I guess that makes sense. <laughs> don't get the end goal there, but it's a know. thing. Yeah, I guess they're trying that out and they've been working on it since before the 50s and they're still on about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Which I guess that. it's cool that we finally got an explanation of why Damon turned his humanity off because... In season two or one, we did have that flashback where Stefan was originally like the bad boy vampire who didn't give a fuck and Damon was the one concerned about his baby brother. Um, I just I just think this whole subplot with Augustine is stupid. And I hate that we wrapped up the Silas plot so fast. 
yeah, in the first they, half. I agree because they made such a big deal about how he was like the most powerful undead thing like ever created in the universe and he was easier to get rid of than like and then we have like um Nick or whatever the guy's name is who keeps popping up who's not that not as powerful but you can't get rid of him. Um just yeah. I don't know because I really like it gives me hope a little hope that mm-hmm. Elena and Stefan are end game and she's just going through a little phase right now with Damon. Yeah. Because it's it's been kind of established that because they're doppelgangers of what's her face and Silas, yeah, that they're fated to be together. Yeah, like no matter what, they're going to like be star-crossed. They're going to be in love with each other no matter what Elena keeps telling herself about being in love with Damon. And even Damon, like, at one point was like, I really, like, don't want to be with Elena because I suck, so I'm going to break up with her. (laughs) Very strange. Um, But, yeah, so that's one element that's happening here. So we have Augustine Vampire over here. And then over here, on the other hand, we have Catherine, who is a human, who is dealing with aging too quickly because um she took like the like vampire solution and now she's like her aging is catching up with her yep which is a really cool angle that they went with it is and it's actually much more intriguing i wish they would just go all in with what's going on right now with Catherine instead of Mm -hmm. augustine vampire stuff like what was happening this year that this season came out sam that that they wanted to do like a torture you know, scientific experiment situation. Like, did a movie come out? (laughs) I don't know. What's happening? Like, what, like, I have to look up what year season four is. But, um, yeah, other than that, uh, Catherine has, you know, met her daughter, um, surprise, the daughter that she did give birth to, which was not a shoe in. Mm-hmm. She actually did give birth to the daughter. She kind of came back and found her and she is a vampire yeah. traveler. Which what? is kind of, which is kind of a shoe in, but we did know that Catherine <laughs> had a daughter that was established in season two um, mm-hmm. because she had to have um, descendants because Elena is a direct relative of Catherine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, season four. Sorry, I'm looking up the year of season four. But um, you're fine. Uh, yeah. And then over here we have Bonnie, who oh, after yeah. who after coming back to life, she makes mm-hmm. a deal with not the original witch, but the witch that was in love with Silas but got fucked over by him. Uh, yeah, Ketsia. Yeah, Ketsia. Thank you. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and she makes a deal with Ketsia to that to bring her back to life and she's brought back to life, but she's now the like passageway that all supernatural creatures have to pass through in order to get to the other side. Mm-hmm, exactly. And she is cursed to feel their pain every time they do that. Which is kind of a mood kill when she <laughs> and Jeremy try and get it on, which it's fine. They're both adults. I just don't want to see little baby face Jeremy getting sexy. Yeah, because I know he's, like, big and, like, tall and, like, all jacked, but, like, his face is is a baby. Yeah, just a baby <laughs> face. Like, if you want to look at a man's face, just look at Matt, because he has, like, kind of, like, mm-hmm. a more masculine, angular face happening as he ages. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, or, that's happening over or there. Or Stefan, he's got a nice, like, <sighs> in-between mature and baby face thing. I love and Stefan then, because his really thick eyebrows are my favorite part of his yeah. face. <laughs> and then you got Damon, who just has the golden standard of what a perfect face is. Yeah, he just kind of has the perfect balance of like grown ass man, but also unsure of this person's age. Mm-hmm. Um, and it but, works. <laughs> Jeremy is just a baby. He is Jeremy a baby. Is baby. He is baby. And he's like, Ugh. and he acts, ba- he acts like baby too. <laughs> fucking guy. But anyway, all this is happening, you know, all at the same time, of course, because it's a show that was on TV. And um, since Catherine is has met up with her traveler daughter um she's kind of like resolving herself to like die and she like commits tries to commit suicide by jumping off of like a building and stuff and she's caught by Stefan and it kind of like reignites the passion and love she felt for Stefan so they like you know do it one time and um she doesn't want to die anymore so with the new powers that the travel or the passengers, travelers, passengers um, have, the travelers can like place their, I don't know if it's consciousness or like their soul or something inside the body of somebody else. And the last thing we see at the end of episode 11, I guess is um, Catherine has, is dying and she asks Elena to give her the final like dose of pain medicine to kill her. And then while she's dying, she places her consciousness into Elena's body. So no one will ever know because they're doppelgangers and they look the same. So, mm-hmm. wow. And that was actually an excellent twist. I really thought that she might just kind of die because she had been in the show for so long. But um, no. And it works because they look the same. Yes. <laughs> so. And I think that's kind of... That, I think that's everything. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. But anyway. I think those are the highlights of the first half of season 11. Um, season 11. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was like season, season four. Yeah, season four, part one. Um, and I actually looked up. At, season four came out in 2012. So popular 2012 horror movies. I'm trying to see if there's anything that was happening with like weird experimentation. Um, and we have like the collection, which came out mm. and uh, was VHS. the collection, <laughs> yeah. excuse me, was the collection popular though? I mean, I know it's like really well loved in the horror community, but was it a popular no. Maybe because when I Googled 2012 horror movies, the first thing you can scroll through is called popular 2012 horror movies. And it's like the the fifth one. Um, There's also House at the End of the Street, Chernobyl Diaries, which Sam and I have an excellent review of. Um, You know, Sinister, the possession, a lot of possession movies, VHS, um, look like the woman in black came out, Devil Inside. American Mary, Silent Hill Revelation. Yeah, so it was actually an, an interesting year for horror movies. Um, but I'm not seeing anything regard. Maybe I would have to check in 2011 for like that kind of a 
mm-hmm. get locked up in someone's, you know, creepy hospital wing and be experimented on movie. So yeah. we'll see. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's a weird season so far. It's very weird, but I'm still always, as always, intrigued <laughs> by what's happening. So, um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get through part one of this new slasher trilogy and then finish up season four of the Vampire Diaries. This is going to be one heck of a August. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. So thank you, Jesus, because we had previously asked him what to watch and he gave this to us. So that was, and then we took our break. And so that's why yeah. we already knew. So thank you, Jesus. And, um, you know, blessed day and uh, all that. And we'll be back at you with a review of part one. All right. And does, um, does it have like a name or is it just kind of the year? It's Fear Street, part Fear one, Street. 1994. 1994. Okay, excellent. Watch um, Fear Street. Also, we were on the debatable podcast oh, yeah. last Either. week. No, two weeks. Last week? Um, let me check. I think it was last week. Uh, the episode is out now on, I believe. Uh, last probably, Monday. Yeah. yeah. T13 Media. Media. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, yes. Debatable podcast on your podcast apps. It was a good old time. We debated the best Tim Burton movie. It's always a good time with them. And like, th- this is the second time we've done a guest podcast with them. And it's it's so fun and funny. Yeah. And I would love to do another one. It's so much fun to just debate things because it's all in good fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just... And I will stand by our controversial decision not to move the nightmare before christmas forward on the list oh because we we didn't want to do that i guess we didn't want to i I must have not voted for it you Um, voted for ed wood over nightmare before christmas i like uh well then i think we discussed that the nightmare before christmas we were like mad because we're over it because because we grew up <laughs> we grew as those it, girls we, we were sally and jack so. yeah i <laughs> if it wasn't in my closet i would have disrupted the recording to Play. dig out my to dig out my christmas shit because my christmas stocking i decorated while i was in that phase and it has jack skellington on it excellent I yeah and um it's also yeah (laughs) it's also that I feel conflicted I know Mm -hmm. it's Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas yeah so he produced it Uh uh-huh but he did not direct it so I I don't know should it should it really count in a best Tim Burton movie I feel like well it's a good question the ones that he directed should count like we forgot First. Corpse Bride. We did not have Corpse Bride on the list. Yeah, that's... somebody, we didn't choose Corpse Bride. <laughs> that's a regret. If, if more people joined up, we would have like a gazillion. Yeah. <laughs> like last time we had like so many. We each had like three choices and it's just so yeah. many. But I think that's it. Also, Camp NaNoWriMo is over. And I finally beat a Camp NaNoWriMo with 54,000 words. Nice. So was this your erotic fantasy? Yeah. 
Oh, so cool. You're gonna really have to share that with me, Sam, because I had a nano fail, of course. Oh. Womp womp. <laughs> always it's fine. Do. You could do it. I finally proved to myself that I have it in me to write a novel. So I'll I'll do that eventually. Excellent. Well, you know what? Hopefully this November things start to clear up on my like work schedule and I'll have more time to just kind of just write for myself. Usually in the summer, I like take all my time to like update lecture and just like, I, I just yeah. fill up my time with work for no reason. And um, when I'm teaching, I actually have more, more time not working, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, November it is. So uh, in November, hopefully I don't have a nano fail again. Cause I have, I actually have a really great outline for what I was working on in July. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. And um what really helped me is that David kind of pushed me to write nice. around eight o'clock every night. He would be like, you need to go write. So we would spend a couple hours in the office every night while he played the Sims on his computer. And I oh my wrote God, Sam. I know it's so I cute. I love that because Luke would do that a little bit too with me instead of playing the Sims though. I think I would, I would pester him to play like roller coaster tycoon so I could hear the music. Oh my God. Roller coaster tycoon is so great. <laughs> I know, but yeah, he would sit behind me and he's like, okay, gotta do some writing. And I'd be like, Oh no, won't do. He's like, no, let's go. But I, I wanted to, if he was here too, you know, I didn't want to like leave the room. So mm-hmm. oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So it worked. Uh, but I think Bless that's all dated. that's all I have for now. Yep, I think that's all I have. And now that we talked about the vampire diaries for like 30 minutes, I'm feeling like I want to go down and just boom, just jump right into more episodes so I don't get so I don't get caught up behind on the episodes. Alright guys. So we'll see you definitely we'll see you next week. We yeah. promise. <laughs> totally depending on what day you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, totally. But we're regular again. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye, bye. I love the creepy dog that always follows